Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Final hour of the Wednesday edition is here. Outkick 360 rolls on with Rose in Nebraska. Jeff Fisher, our guest co-host. Clay Travis will be with us coming up in about 20 minutes. Looking forward to that chat, our weekly chat with Clay. I'm really looking forward Always to that, fun. but I, hi, Chad. Checking in hourly with uh, with Withrow yeah. in Nebraska, who's watching. Uh, he gave us a thumbs up earlier, by the way. Did he? He's good. loving okay. it. Yeah. Good. Um, headlines of the day. Let's see. Tua is in concussion protocol yet again. We were discussing earlier. We, we think they'll shut him down just based on this being the second time this has gone on. And really, the third time the spotlight has been on Miami in this regard. Um, Derek Carr benched in Las Vegas in favor of Jarrett Stidham. And now the discussion is where the Raiders will turn next with their quarterback situation. Because they have an option now. They can save nearly $30 million on the cap if Carr's not on the roster next year. If they can trade or cut him. So that's the anticipation there. They also can redo. They could. If he, you know, they they can they can get it worked out if they want, and so I, we just don't have to assume because of they because they made this decision that Carr's gone. I mean, that's a, I mean it. I mean, common sense tells you that, but yeah. it doesn't always work out that way. So did did you ever have to factor in contractual things into your decision making as coach? Like, does uh, that I stayed, is that in the back uh, of your mind well, at all? No, in December? you know, I was no, I never did that. And I'm not talking about bonuses no, for certain I'm, things. Yeah, but for playing and all the incentives yeah. and all that kind of stuff. No. I just had to – I was really lucky in that I had I had GMs and um, they're, they understood. I think it's the way you do it. I mean, they're doing the contract negotiations. They're asking them to take a pay cut or pay, give a pay rate or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But it's really hard to, for a head coach to ask a player to take a pay cut at the end of his career and expect him to play hard for him. And so I just stayed out of it. Now, if, if, it, if you get into the point where it's a, you know, it's a he said, she said right there at the end, and you might be able to come in and help push it over the top yeah. and get it done, I think that's where, you know, I, I may have gotten involved a few times. But we make the decisions. You make the decision, hey, this, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to pay. And if you can't get it done within well, this, you know, then, then we're going to go a different direction. But um, so, you know, you pat them along a little bit, but I pretty much stayed out of it. But... This one, you know, you, I just don't think we can all just automatically assume that Carr's gone. Now, he's been really emotional this year, it, it appears, you know, here and there yes. and up and down. And it, it's, he's been through a lot. And, you know, you know, he may think personally that he, he, maybe he needs a restart, you know, because um, he's still got all the tools. I mean, he, he can, he's a good player. What has just held him back has been, you know, some deficiency brought, you know, that he brings on himself, but very few. But, you know, stuff going on around him with his teammates. Yeah, and he was having a great year the year that he messed up his ankle. Same same year as Mariota. Same week, I believe. Right. Uh, week 16 of that season. 
and you know it's back to the very up and down play but also to what Jeff is saying the up and down organization that has been the Oakland slash Las Vegas Raiders and a fresh start can help several players and we've seen that across the league um a couple of coaches that I want to bring up that we didn't get to earlier let's let's start with Sean McVay and what he's done with Baker Mayfield that the Carolina Panthers could not do, which is make Baker Mayfield a winning quarterback that's making plays. And the guy is in L.A. and starts on Thursday night football a day and a half later. What do you make of what McVay has done with Mayfield in this offense? Well, um, I think it's one of the coolest things that I've seen happen in the NFL in the last 20-some years. I don't can't ever remember... And you're going to go, well, there's some, been, oh, of course, there have been some great games and great playoff and Super Bowl wins and da 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 da. But this individual thing that took place a couple of weeks ago, people don't realize how hard that is uh, to, uh, to, have a, to, to you know, have a player get released on Sunday, go through the waiver system, get claimed by Monday. I'm sure they found out, they told him, because it was a short week. So you're going to find out, you know, a little bit beforehand but nonetheless one day of preparation to have him orchestrate a 98 yard drive for a touchdown at the end of that game and he'd been I mean he'd been there for 48 hours so basically what that is is that is two guys on the with the brains in the same place in the same spot and and that's because of familiarity with the system but it just doesn't happen even I mean I, I just think I mean this really is an indicator of the type of coach that Sean McVay is, uh, number one. And that gets what he did last week with them. He put 51 up with them. And so um, from that perspective, that's, it's really impressive. But I, I gotta give, you got to give Baker credit. Um, now, Baker gets back in the system. I mean, don't be surprised if the Rams have a decision to make. Um, you know, I don't know what's going to happen in the next couple weeks who they're playing, but you know, Baker's going to finish it up. He's going to make it hard on them, or he's going to he's going to make it um, better for himself because he's going to people are going to know that you know he's, when you bounce around from system to system, or so you you got three systems in the same place in three years, and who knows how many offensive systems he's been in, and but for him to 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 click in, in Sean's system, that's a good thing. Yeah, and uh, you, you claim him from an organization standpoint. You have Matthew Stafford, who says he's not retiring, and more power to him there. He's got the spinal issue uh, right now. He's, you know, he's had the concussions this year, but more importantly, he's, on, he's done for the year based on the, the spine issue going on. He, he had the elbow thing this offseason that McVay has already said that definitely affected the way he started the season and his ability to throw and be ready for the year. Nonetheless, do you claim Mayfield just trying to get a look at a veteran, even if you get him on a one- or two-year deal moving forward, that can be an option for you for a team that has no draft picks? You know, the, the mantra was F them picks in, in L.A., and so it's not like you can go high and get a quarterback that is cheap to back up Stafford and be a emergency replacement week one if you had to have it, is Mayfield the best option for them? Well, I, I of course he is right now. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, Georgia Frontieri was in, she was into astrology. Okay. And um, th- 
she had something to do with this because these stars were lined up. This just doesn't happen. I know. You know, and it just doesn't happen where you get a guy with Baker's ability and, and still potential. There's potential there. Sure. Um, uh, and, and, and where the Rams have an opportunity to claim it. I don't know who what the claiming order was, uh, but uh, it goes based on. Well, they, you know, were the, they were the only team to place a claim. So no one else placed a claim. No. Interesting. And many thought San Francisco might, right? I believe that's, yeah, yeah because of okay. what happened with Jimmy good G. Good news, good news. Well, then, no, the Rams knew what they're doing. Yeah. Now, I mean, you know, you've got to, when you claim a player, you're acquiring the contract. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I don't know what happened to the contract when he went, to, uh, when, the, when the contract went to uh, Carolina. So, and, and whether they could afford that. Anybody, I think anyone could afford the, that, that contract after he's changed hands twice. So, Yep. Great job. Great job by them. Watch, just watch and see what happens. And, um, you know, um, really excited for, for Baker because he's a, he's a warrior. You know, he battles and he's been through it. And, you know, you got you know, you to stitch him up and tape him back together. And, you know, I mean, you gotta, he's got to crawl off the field to where he can't play. He's one of those guys, players. I mean, when your quarterback's got that mindset, you know, the team responds. And so I think it was a great deal for them. Who would be your coach of the year as of today? Oh, there's gosh, plenty today. of candidates. There are. I mean, there's really good one. I the one that the one that keeps coming to mind, and you know, again, they got a they got a shot. But from what he did and where he is, uh, a couple what he did up, up until a couple weeks ago is Brian Dayball. I think Brian's done a great job with the Giants. Um, you know, Kyle. You know, Kyle has done an outstanding job. I when they when they got. Um, when it worked out to where they got their quarterback back, uh, I felt like in the way they were they were healing up about six or eight weeks ago, that was my pick to represent the NFC just because mm-hmm. they where they are and the way they're playing on defense. Oh, their then, defense is incredible. Yeah, Bosa so, is insane. Yeah. So, they're, um, you know, he's done a great job with that. And then, um, you know, I think we need to really wait. Um, I, let's get past this weekend and wait and see what happens down in Jacksonville. Of course, you know, we all, I think we know who we're pulling for in that game. Sure. The guys that are hanging around here in our backyard. But if he pulls, if, if Trevor pulls that off and, and they pull that off, then um, he certainly is, uh, should be uh, up there if not 1A becomes 1B. So Thursday night football tomorrow, Titans hosting the Dallas Cowboys. Plenty of Cowboys fans. There's going to be massive people watching Amazon for this. The biggest audience because Dallas is playing. Um, the Titans aren't going to be playing many players at all because the game in and of itself is meaningless as far as the result is concerned for how they get to the postseason. So we know that Tannehill's out, but also ruled out today by Vrabel. Jeffrey Simmons, their their starting right tackle, Nicholas Petit-Frere, one of their uh, their do-it-all safeties, gadget guy who can match up different ways in Imani Hooker. Uh, Bud Dupree is out. Zach Cunningham is out. Dylan Cole and Josh Thompson, two other players that are special teamers that are already in the starting lineup and playing significant reps if they're not starting uh, based on the injury situation. And then doubtful. That's the key here, doubtful. Derek Henry, Christian Fulton, Danico Autry, linchpins for what they need going to Jacksonville to ensure they're healthy. If you're... Planning for this situation, knowing that you're in a five-game losing streak, are you insisting that you go for the win on Thursday, or are you more concerned with the playoff scenario and your path to the postseason, making sure that you're as healthy as possible in Week 18, which is 11 days away? 
Well, first off, um, the injury report, this is a short week injury report, so it's all estimated. So when guys were listed as doubtful, they, you know, probably were doubtful today. They couldn't <laughs> yeah. play tomorrow. Well, but yeah. Anyway, um, you know, there's part of you that says, this is football. All you do is put your hand in the dirt and get off and play the best you can and play 70 plays and don't worry about what's going to happen in the, in the future. And then the, the, the rational side of you says, you know what, this game doesn't mean anything. Uh, we, we need to rest, mm-hmm. um, especially our, our veteran, our older players. Um, they're tired. They're, they're tired. The older your roster is, the, the more tired your vets are at, at this time of the year, and uh, they need some time off, and they would definitely benefit from that in my mind. So you're going to have to put them out there. They're going to, you know, you're going to have to field your special teams, your offense, and your defense, but you're going to have to rest some people that are banged up a little bit and some guys that are tired. Yeah, and it's not college. I mean, I think that's the mis. The, the, the idea that you can just rest your starters, a lot of these guys are going to have to play but just based on the 47-man, 48-man lineup and the 53-man roster. I mean, you're, you can only, in, in, in theory, if you truly just want to rest and get ready for one game, there's really five guys that you could do that with on any given week, even if you're fully healthy. Right, you can deactivate. I mean, you're, you're going to, they'll probably deactivate. I don't know if those are the... Uh, the inactives there you read there but um, but they have more than the allotted oh yeah uh, an active group list is what i'm saying and at some point your active roster has got to play you got to fill guys oh yeah i mean you look at an offensive line an average team in the nfl has got seven and a half you know yeah. or, uh, offensive linemen on their active roster the rest are on the practice squad how you get a, how you going to start a whole new group yeah so somebody's playing so and they were they'll rotate and they'll you know they'll just and then i think the big thing is you know there's a lot of other components but the big thing is game planning too okay uh do we want to throw something out there you know that maybe we you know maybe some sort of illusion or some sort of little thing where we want to get them to spend a little bit time on this that we showed dallas uh take away from the preparation time and you know just just you know those smoke signals and all that stuff that they that you Mm -hmm. do strategically so you'll see some of that i'm sure but one would think in this instance that um, because the game um, doesn't um, uh, affect either team, that there's going to be a lot of carries in this game. This game may be done in two hours and 48 minutes. Yes. And the only path for Dallas to win their division, they have to win out and Philly has to lose out. So that's right. still up for grabs. Yeah. Um, but this is a layup for Dallas tomorrow night. Based on the injury situation, I could already say that, but... Uh, based on the fact that the, the the true key guys are not going to play, um, Michael Parsons, he's about to have a stat stuffing field day on Thursday night football. I would I would expect uh, based on the offensive line play and the fact that there's going to be plenty of plenty of reasons to get after the quarterback. Um, coming, Hard to get him with the ball in his hand if he's handing it off. Well, well, that's true too. That's um, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not <laughs> That's sure. what's going to happen. I'm not I mean, sure, though, gonna... if Henry's not uh, playing, I'm not sure who they're giving it to. Well, they'll, uh, they'll, find, some, well, they'll yeah. find somebody, and he's, gonna, he's, gonna, he's not going to be in a real good mood Friday morning. Um, we've got some time. I just heard from Clay. He's going to move back uh, a bit, so he'll be on in the final segment for about 10 minutes, um, which is totally fine. We'll check in with him momentarily. Um, did you see where Ed Reed 
is going to be the head coach at Bethune-Cookman. Yeah, that's cool. So you have been observing what Eddie George is doing at uh-huh. TSU, mm-hmm. and there's uh, certainly Dion at Jackson State, and now Ed Reed at Bethune-Cookman. What do you make of the trend of the former players, especially from that era, becoming head coaches and the job they're doing? And, I mean, you can tie this in with Dion and where he is now at Colorado. Well, I think it's a, you know, it's, it's a great opportunity. I, um, you know, I've really been, um, I'd say honored, but, um, you know, when Eddie reached out to me and said um, he, he was thinking about doing this thing here, uh, I, it was really cool that he, you know, that he asked my opinion. And we spent a lot of, a lot of time. So with that being said, I kind of got into that and more into that into the world, into that world than I, I had been. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really, really a special, a, a special part of the fabric of football in this country and um and so for somebody like ed ed reed to get an opportunity with thune cookman i mean that's awesome i mean you got dion you got we have eddie robinson the that's other right. the yeah, different eddie right. robinson yes. and eddie, you know our eddie robinson yes. here so doing it as well so i would expect to see that trend continue um you know, Dion. You know, Dion did a great job down there. He knows how to recruit. He raised some money and recruited. And you know, Eddie's a little bit behind here, but um, Eddie's going to figure it out, and we'll keep this program going. So, uh, I just think it's great. Uh, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing and watching and seeing how uh, how these guys how quickly they become successful. Um, you were you're an NFL lifer. Did you ever consider the college game? Oh, I did on on several occasions. I mean, I was. You know, I was very fortunate that, I mean, my alma mater reached out on several occasions, but I was under contract here, and I think once in Houston and once here. But um, followed it closely over the last few years. And I, you know, you people think that, as you say, you're an NFL lifer, but, you know, you spend six months in the college game as yeah. you're getting ready for, you know, it's, that's where we get our players. And so you're on campuses, you're doing things, you you understand what's going on down there. And so, and you have, you establish a lot of relationships. So, yeah, I just kind of, you know, when I, when I, when I got out, you know, I expressed some interest here and, you know, I had some interest um, in some things that I, I just, for whatever reason, didn't feel right, but, and I was honored, but, um, no, I'm in a good place right now, sitting here next to you, waiting on well, Clay yeah. Travis. Well, yeah, Clay's coming up. I, yeah. But so from a college game perspective, though, I mean, there are, I think we, we did the math. There's like 30 coaches that are making just insane money with buyout structure. What is that like compared to the average NFL head coach, buyout-wise? Uh, you know, we've got coaches now that are making $9 million plus a year in college i know that's we could probably count on one hand the coaches that are doing that right now in the nfl well i mean from a buyout standpoint that that thing only you know comes into play um with respect to the nfl when you're when you're considering going to college there's there's really you can't just go hire somebody else's nfl head coach i mean he's under contract so basically an nfl coach coach's contract basically if you're working you get paid if you have time left on your contract and they decide to no longer you know pursue your services you get paid so if you decide to walk away then you can't work okay and you don't get paid so it's pretty simple the nfl contracts are pretty straightforward it's the college buyouts and things that you know and are there is there a crossover between college and the nfl with respect to the you know the you know the academic institution and it's really hard to see the college guys have success in the league 
you know, Matt Rule's the latest example, but he's not the only example of the guys who have tried to make that transition. And it, it's much more difficult, I think, than what's perceived based on what we saw success-wise in the college game. Philosophically, uh, and I'm not singling out Coach Rule, but when college coaches get opportunities to come to the NFL, it's because they've done good things in college. And the reason they've done good things in college is because they've had really good players. So typically speaking, when you leave that environment, you come into the NFL, when you get that opportunity, well, yeah. the reason the job's available because the, the talent level's been depleted. Now you find yourself in a position where you don't have the talent, you know, even you know, 50% of the talent to compete in the league. It gets hard. So, you know, um, I mean, that's my, 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 my opinion. I, I, there's a lot of good coaches out there uh, that haven't gotten opportunities, and there's a, a lot of coaches out there that have been given opportunities and have shown that they were unable to get it done. Now, whether it was their their, their own fault, that you know, we'll never know. But there's reasons that that teams underperform, and their team there's reason that teams lose games. And um, you know, there's it's interesting to watch the league right now. I mean, I'm really, I'm on this youth kick right now because I you know the young teams are surging. I mean, they're they're getting. I mean, they're getting started, and you oh. know, some of those young, couple of those young teams have been recently rebuilt and and stayed competitive, which is pretty impressive. Well, let me just read this off briefly to you. To your point, just at quarterback in the AFC alone, Josh Allen's twenty six, Patrick Mahomes is twenty seven, Joe Burrow is twenty six, Lamar Jackson's twenty five, Justin Herbert's twenty four. Those are the quarterbacks right now in the AFC that have already clinched a spot in the playoffs. Um, it's a much different picture in the NFC quarterback-wise for the playoffs. But just by that group alone, and keep in mind, like that's also allowed these teams with a rookie contract for these great quarterbacks to build around them and have young success. And then when the payday comes for them, they've got a structure in place where, in theory, you've got the next core group of 22, 23, 24-year-olds that are still under that rookie contract around them that are going to keep them around that winning window. The window of opportunity remains open. And these teams got the quarterback right. They did. And there's And those are your wrong, those are your young rosters for the by and large. Those are. Yeah. Yeah, those those teams know what they're doing. And um you know, um, there's the teams that choose to go about it other ways, and yeah. you know it doesn't work out. And unfortunately, you know I, what hurts the game is when you know you're, you know you're hiring a new head coach every other year, your own team, you know, and and so or you have a have a year of success, and then all of a sudden things go sideways, and there's no patience, and that's the thing. I mean, you look at Baltimore and you look at Kansas City and you look at, you know, you know the guys I'm talking about, mm -hmm. you know what, which head coaches are there. They've done it before. They got a plan. They know what they're doing. I mean, I don't know if – it's hard to describe how I felt when I saw that disaster happen to Bill uh, in New England on the lateral. Oh. Because that was just – that is chalk that up to him being the head coach for longer than anybody else has. You know, if you're in it that long, you're going to see everything. But that's not one of his teams. That's not one that of his players. That was what stood out to me and, is and, who it and happened it just with. Goes to, it just goes to show you that, you know, things happen. 
You know, they happen, and some of those they things happen, are out of your but control. not with like, not with you. Not I never saw anything like that here. No. I, I, um, especially with Bill Belichick. Yeah, players just on a play that they admitted in the locker room post game. Yeah, it wasn't called. We just did it. What? Like that stuff happens with Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. Yeah, right? no, not, I agree. That's yeah. why. That's why I brought it up. It doesn't happen. It was somewhere there was a disconnect, and and you know, you got to. It, it's interesting to. To know that Bill, maybe Bill didn't know he had that type of player on his roster. You know, I guess. I mean, because, tie game. I, I don't know how that goes down at twenty six all, and then the Raiders end up winning that on that play. Um, Clay's going to join us in about fifteen minutes. When we come back, um, we're getting requests, by the way, Jeff, about another hunting story. I don't know if you have one in you um, um, that you can tell. If not, that's all good. We'll get we'll get that if we can. Um, I want to discuss Sean Payton with you too. Because his name's going to be mentioned at any opening across the league. And he can pretty much name his spot and quarterback situation. And I wonder if there's going to be a shocking organization that has been winning, quote-unquote, that still wants to get in the Sean Payton game because of who is available with Sean Payton and his staff. All of that and more coming up on OutKick 360. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Clay Travis will be with us in 10 minutes on Outkick 360. <clears throat> All right, Fish. Yeah, Sean baby. Payton, he, he's been discussed even before he decided he was out in New Orleans. He was being discussed based on whatever was going on in Miami between he and Brady trying to team up and go there. Of course, that didn't happen. They would have to trade for him anyway based on the contract situation. Um, but every opening that occurs right now and on Black Monday – Everyone across the country is going to tie in Sean Payton and whoever. Like he's being linked for, for instance, with Vic Fangio as DC. They're going to go to the top of the list for everywhere. What do you think is the best fit for Sean Payton, considering at least the perception is he can name the location and the quarterback situation? Well, name the location. He'll be able to choose location. Choose location. Yeah, and he'll be able to go in and evaluate the quarterback situation so his decision is going to be based on two things one the owner and two the quarterback 
and or what the quarterback situation is. To me, that's 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 it. I mean, you know, it's not it's not a financial deal. It's mm-hmm. none of that stuff. And if that doesn't, if if those opportunities don't look good enough to him, then he doesn't need to come back right now. He might have something else going, or he may wait. Okay, there's value to taking time off. Um, and uh, it was a grind for him, and it was a long grind. And so I know he's taking the, the you know the year off. You see him here and there and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but I don't think he's I don't think he should be in a big hurry. Um, but you know, if you for example, I mean, okay, Denver. Well, Fangio, if he's linked to Fangio, then probably not. It's not but, going there. But you know what? Hey, the new owner. As far as the new owner is concerned, Fangio never was there, never there. Okay, I mean that that happens, you yeah. know. So um, I wouldn't just have, uh, you know just kind of eliminate that. But okay, is Russell, you know, is is Russell the right guy? Or so he's got to go figure it out. And it might be, you know, he may be watching, you know, college talent right now. I mean, you know, he may go to a place that's got a high pick or that's assured them that we can go out and he's probably he may have a guy that he likes. But I'm gonna tell you what, he's gonna find a guy like the one he had. Yeah, well, uh, that guy was a great player, and um, you just can't say enough for Drew and uh, and the two of them too. I mean, uh, you know, you don't have Sean Payton without Drew Brees, and you probably don't have Drew Brees without Sean Payton. You know, and so that's what he's got to go find. And I just, you know, for his sake, I hope he takes his time. You think Tom Brady's done after this year? I mean, that's his, that'll be his call. I, I think. Uh, I mean, he's still got the, you know, he has the all the talent level. If you take the, you know, the jersey number off and, you know, nothing about him, you were just a quarterback evaluator, you go, yeah, this guy can still play. But he can't play behind that offensive line, you know. Right. But he can yeah. still make all those all decisions, all the throws, all the stuff. Yeah. You see him, you know what, a good, a good indicator is that quarterback sneak. Man, he is just so good at that. You know, at his age, and and it's so important to him. I've heard that he he'll go in there. And the first thing they'll do is that's be the first thing installed offensively, because he's going to get that first down on third and one or fourth and one. He's the best at it. Oh, he's so good. And it's not. I mean, it's not just go up there and shut your eyes and hope that someone pushes you through a crease. I mean, there's there's a method to their madness, and they know where they're going. They know where the where you know they know where the soft spot is on that defensive line. What do you make of the job Doug Peterson's done in Jacksonville? Just he's done more than just focus and get the get the group going in the right direction. Now, now he's got the potential to take them back to the postseason as an organization for the first time since 2007. And prior to that was like, or 2017. And prior to that was close to 2007. That there was, they're good players on that team. Yeah, they're young. And to your they're, point they're, earlier, and they are young, and it just took them a while to for that shock factor of the shit show that happened last season. Yeah, that was that that was hard on them, and so they settled down. Um, in the meantime, you know, the quarterback got coached last year. He came into the league. Uh, he was coached. Uh, you know, Shoddy was down there. Shoddy coached him, was actually calling some plays towards, you know, to, 
towards the end of the season. And so, you know, they kept him focused and he stayed focused and, you know, Doug inherited a good group. So, um, you know, that he's done a great job with, with, with I'm a big I'm Trevor fan. I'm a big fan. I, I really like the he's, way that he handles himself and he plays and, you know, he's only going to get better and better and better. Um, you know, you don't know if, if you put him in a, a LA charger, put them in under center at the Chargers and flip the two quarterbacks. Are they in the same place? They might be. You don't know. I mean, he he's one of those guys you didn't list, but uh, I think well, on your list. I was only listing them because they, they're in the playoffs currently. Guaranteed. Oh, yeah. No, but I'm saying that he, yeah, to me, you yeah. group him into that same thing because he's good enough to get his players into the first round of the playoffs. Coming up, Clay Travis will join us. Uh, he sent me a text that said he's on the side of a mountain. I said earlier, Jeff, he was in Florida. I have no idea where Clay is. So that's why we backed him up 15 minutes. We will uh, we'll probably, find out. Probably don't need to ask him. We'll find him out. Hopefully he's not uh, waiting in line for a Southwest flight either. Uh, that's next on Outkick 360. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With Jeff Fisher, I'm Jonathan Hutton. Glad you're with us for Outkick 360. Final segments, we're wrapping up the Wednesday edition. Fish, thank you for co-hosting today. Thank you for having me. This has been fun. It's, uh, it's been a blast. I've loved it. Um, did you come up with any hunting stories? Anymore that you can legally or, or officially say, not legally, officially no, tell. No, I mean, was there a request or something yeah, like that? Yeah, so people in the chat have been asking for it. Oh, okay. No, I mean, not really. I mean, this was, um, you know, I enjoy, <laughs> the, I enjoy the outdoor experience. I really never have really expressed that publicly because, you know, for you just, you know, you can't yeah, rather, win. Yeah, you'd yeah. rather be in the background. You, yeah, you stay low and lay low in the background. And now, but since I've you know been out, I've been doing a lot of it. And and um, you know, it's about conservation, all those good things that you talk about. You know, and you just uh, you're getting outside, and it's just there's nothing better than that. And I, you know, I really enjoy. It. I mean, I this game and this profession gave me the opportunity to be able to do this. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and um, so I've really taken advantage of most of it. There's no, to your point, um, there's not, in fact, I can't think of another one, another coach like Mike Leach, who didn't mind talking about literally anything that was on his mind as a head coach. There's not many head coaches like that that are willing to. No, he was rare. I yeah. mean, he really was. And, and um, you know, he's going to be missed, too. And that was really sad. Um, I have... Um, very close, a college roommate, a college teammate, uh, whose son uh, was is on the Mississippi State staff. There is very okay. close with him. He was with him. He came down. Uh, it's, his name is Trey Tinsley. He came down uh, with him from Washington State, and it just it was just really hard. It just caught everybody off guard. But um, no, I mean you admire him for that. I mean, you know, there's you know, it's a, a it's. The rule of thumb is to just to just stay focused on your on the task at hand and talk about ball and this and that and you know don't share you know don't get into politics don't get into this don't get into that stay away from this and you know and so when you when you're away from the game 
um, you know, now that I've been for a few years, uh, you got a little bit more time and, and you, you, you say to yourself, wait a minute, this stuff was going on while I was coaching all these years, you know? I mean, they're, 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 people get paid to lie, in, yeah. you know, politically. It's like, dang. That's that's not fair. Because the vast majority of uh, of coaches that you're referring any any um, front office whatever, um, they have much better personalities behind the scenes than they do in front of a microphone. Far better, for the oh, most yeah. part. Oh yeah. No. No. There's no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, you know that uh, if somebody were to ask me a controversial question. Um, Probably like the first question that I had asked of me by Clay Travis. Oh yes, <laughs> I might have. I, I probably would have responded. We've got the same too. way. We've got him on the line. Do now. we? Yeah. Oh, cool. It Clay, was a it was a great learning experience for me. I Clay, was close. Clay Travis joins us on Outkick Three Hundred and Sixty. Clay, uh, we appreciate the time on uh, your time away. I know. Uh, how are things? We got Jeff here. Hey, what's up? How are you guys? We're good. Thank hey, you. Hey, I heard uh, you're on the side of a mountain. Is that what you told me? Yeah, I'm in Park City. Um, oh, I so, told you. Uh, you did. Uh, we, are, uh, we are running around. I got my family uh, here. I don't ski and snowboard, but they are obsessed with it. So uh, I've been chasing them around uh, all day, helping them get on the best slopes. And so sometimes you have good reception, sometimes you don't. I don't know if you heard uh, Fish discussing right before you joined about the, the the question, the tough question you asked him once in a presser. We were discussing why coaches are afraid to actually speak their opinion and uh, <laughs> how, how Mike Leach is very rare in that regard. Uh, Jeff, do you remember the question? Clay's question? Yeah. No, I don't. But it Clay was, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, it was loaded. It was like fully loaded. <laughs> and he had already, admit, he'd already constructed the answer. Wait a minute now. That doesn't that doesn't make sense to me. But no, we yeah, Clay, we were just talking about that. It's it's interesting how, you know, when you you know, you walk the party line and you're you know, you're you're doing your job, you just you avoid all that stuff. And and I was you know, I was telling Jonathan that when you know, when all of a sudden, you know, things come up um and you haven't been paying attention, you go, I mean, they've been doing this all this time I've been working. You know? All this stuff been going yeah. on. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because you get into a balancing act sometimes. Um, and, and I know you feel like uh, you probably feel this too, but I, I think in, in many different professions, sometimes you find yourself in, and I'd never heard this phrase before until I started practicing law, but you put on the golden handcuffs and, uh, you know, you're, you're well compensated. Um, but in exchange for the compensation, that is the gold, you're handcuffed in what you can say sometimes. Yeah. And that is what, you know, I hear from people so often um, is that, uh, you know, th that bargaining sometimes that you get into where uh, you really like what you're able to do, but you don't always like what you can't, you can't always say exactly what you think, if that makes sense. Makes um, total and, sense. And I think there's a yeah. lot of people uh, who find themselves in that scenario at some point no matter what the profession is um and uh and and then you you know kind of toss in and i'm sure over your career uh coach uh you have found a, a lot of times there's a difference between and and i think a lot about this 
winning the day and winning uh, the war. Um, and sometimes, you know, uh, you, you got to lose some battles in order to win a war. Um, and, and I think that's one of the most challenging things to learn, uh, no matter what profession you might find yourself in. Well, that, not only that, but you just have to keep just preparing yourself it's this constant preparation and a, a constant learning process and you grow that's right and and you grow through knowledge and you know the frustration that i think we're all sharing this day and age is that we're not getting the truth you know yep. we're not being able to to voice the truth and that's the thing where it, it, it would be hard to run a football team uh, you know on those premises you know, yeah, it, well, you would be two. I, I you would be true. two. And, you, no, 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 no. Hear you. What you'd be two and fifteen. Uh, as an owner, you would want to. You'd be forced to sell. You have a you have horrible front office. You got no cap space, and you got no draft choices. There you have it. Here's a good. Here, here's a good example of that. Um, you know, and I'm writing my new book, uh, but I, I just come back to it again and again. What I love about sports uh, is it's really hard to fake talent, right? Um, you know, you can either run a four or five uh, and cover somebody or you can't. You can either uh, read a defense and consistently make plays as a quarterback or you can't. And over time, that reveals itself. Uh, sports is, to me, in many ways, a BS detector. We need that in larger society because I'm not sure that we've ever been you know, doused in more BS on a day-to-day -day basis in larger society. And, you know, that that's why ultimately I think so many people respond well to sports because it is an arbiter. Uh, you, you have a set defined set of rules and somebody wins and somebody loses at the end of the day. Um, and, uh, and, and I feel like people miss that, um, in, uh, in larger society today, if that makes sense. Um, and, uh, and you know, the, the idea, and this is, this is a bigger picture point, but the idea of, you know, the meritocracy being under attack in general, uh, is to me fundamentally anti-American, um, and sports represents everything that's great about America because, it's survival of the fittest. It's competition at its most bare and intense fashion. Um, and, uh, and, and ultimately, I think that's what people respond to well. And I think we've lost that in much of American society, if that makes sense. Makes total sense. Clay Travis with us. Clay, I'll say we've got about two minutes left, so keep that in mind here. But I'm assuming that you didn't fly southwest to Park City. <laughs> I did not uh, because, you know, I, it, I feel bad for so many people out there yeah. that, that have gotten caught. I usually do. You know this. I mean, yeah. I usually fly southwest everywhere because it's the easiest way to travel out of Nashville. Um, but, uh, what, you know, what, it, what is so tough is I hate connecting flights. And so, uh, and, and so I try to avoid them with every fiber of my being. And, and that means you fly southwest a lot. But southwest doesn't fly direct to the Salt Lake City area. Uh, so, uh, so we're out here for the week and, uh, just got lucky in that respect. Yeah. And I, I just uh, real quick, the, the brand recognition of Southwest last week compared to today is what? I mean, I think they destroyed their brand and it's going to take years to mm. build back what they've lost in a week. Um, and that's because ultimately it's trust, right? When you, when you book an airplane flight and, and, and trust them to get you where they say they're going to get you. Uh, and I've never seen a colossal collapse of a brand like this uh, in, in this rapid of a fashion in the airline industry. So many people uh, that Clay and I are friends with that are driving, you know, 12, 13 hours. Chad's one of them. 
and his flight was canceled. Yeah, Chad. Boy, yeah. My own sister, my own sister, Hutton, was trying to come back from Chicago oh. um, and got stuck there three days, uh, and they couldn't get oh. rental cars. I mean, the entire airport was shut down. Uh, the, the whole thing was a mess. They didn't get back. You know, they missed Christmas morning with uh, with my niece, who's you know eight or nine years old. You oh. don't get a lot of those. No, you don't. Uh, that's... And, and that's you know, look, uh, that that stinks. But there's people in far worse uh, shape trying to travel over the country, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people uh, that have been impacted in a really negative way. Um, and, uh, you know, it just sucks to have that level of incompetence hit at this particular time of the year. Yes. Clay, happy new year to you, man. Can't wait for 2023. Happy new year to y'all. Uh, you guys have been doing a great job with the show, Coach. I uh, hope we're going to be able to get set up so you're doing more and more with us. But uh, you guys have a fantastic uh, rest of the show. Sorry I missed you on the front half on the, of the side of the mountain, but, uh, but I'm glad I got you on the back side here. Uh, All right. I can't Thank wait you. to find out where you are next week, Clay. <laughs> I'll be back home. I'm <laughs> okay. looking forward okay. to it. Travel safe. See you soon. There, there's All right, we'll do. I'll see you all. Park City uh, from Key West to Park City and – somewhere in between clay travis there you can check him out outkick.com uh and, and much more there um coach thank you man thank you this is no i would love to do it again let's, let's uh, do anytime it. yeah let's anytime. get things going um so. final minute or so is there a team that you would refuse to bet against right now going into the playoffs for the nfl well there's a there's a number of, of teams i think that are you know they're on the rise um you know, some of them that we talked about, I think San Diego. San Diego's going to do some stuff. L.A. You now. Know, so, I mean, it's San Diego. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I left it with San Diego. Okay. There's one L- one L.A. team right now, as far as I'm concerned. But um, so the L.A. Chargers, I think, just because of the quarterback play. Okay. And, and I think, he's, I, I think there's, that's a team to watch. Um, you know, on the West Coast, um, the 49ers, I would expect them. Um, you know, to be clearly in the final four, if not the final two, and then maybe, maybe in the you know representing the NFC. I think they're that good. What about uh, Cincinnati? Cincinnati is has got a young team, and that was a long season last year. Yes, that was a there was a hangover that lasted into training camp and into the first three or four games. Guys are like, "Whoa, did we do that?" And how, we had to work hard. You know, was that all that stuff? And they got back on track. And so, um, yeah, the quarterback's playing great. That's who I would go with. Yeah, you think that combination? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I'm saying, like, I, they, I think they can beat you multiple ways. Cincinnati, San Francisco. Cincinnati, Sam San Francisco, or, or Cincinnati and, and Philly. I'm still on the Philly train. You're on the Philly train, aren't you? Yeah. So They're and, really good. So you're, you're going to go Cincinnati over Kansas City, you know, Buffalo. Yeah. Are you? Yeah, I've seen it before. Okay. And by the way, they play Monday night. Cincinnati's hosting Buffalo, and if they win, they're going to get the number one seed. That's okay. Yeah, oh, that's great. Fish, thank you, man. It's teed up. See ya. Uh, It's been a great three hours. Thanks to the guy right here. Jeff Fisher has been our guest co-host. JP here in Sibia is with us tomorrow on Outkick 360 with Braves General Manager Alex Anthopoulos. Hope you'll join us starting at 3 Eastern.